Welcome everybody to today's episode of the Jadava Show. This is your host Jacob Valier speaking. Uh, great to have you with us on a Friday. Uh, we are in week eight of the NFL season. Uh, yeah, week eight. That's right. Um, and uh, as I said before you at one twenty-two Eastern Standard Time on this Friday, October twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-two, we are a day removed from the Buccaneers losing to the Baltimore Ravens 27-22. It wasn't really that close. It didn't feel that close, uh, especially in the second half last night. The Buccaneers have lost five of their last six. It's the first time that's ever happened to Tom Brady where he's lost five of six in a, in a six-game stretch. It's the first time since 2002 that Brady has lost three straight games. Um, and next week against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, who Brady has not beaten since Matthew Stafford showed up there, if they lose that game, it'll be the first four-game losing streak of Tom Brady's career. And how bad has his week been? Well, in the last calendar week, he's lost to the hapless 1-5 and at the time, Carolina Panthers, who were starting a fourth-string quarterback with an interim head coach and had just traded away two of their best offensive pieces. Um, and then this game happens last night. His defense gives up over 200 rushing yards. Lamar Jackson doesn't... Com- doesn't he completes every pass of the second half. Um, and then, this morning, according to, I don't know who reported it first, but it's been widely reported, and Tom Brady and his now ex-wife uh, have confirmed that they have divorced. Their divorce has been finalized, and Tom Brady is now a divorced person. Um, I would assume their kids will have, you know, primary, you know, they'll be primarily cared for by Giselle, their mother, but so how about that week for Tom Brady? I mean, Tom Brady is used to having excellent weeks throughout, especially throughout the NFL season. But this week, he's lost two games, pretty embarrassingly. Too, uh, you know, one was a really bad team that he lost to. The other was a game they had early control of, and then your divorce is finalized. You can't work it out. Um, so what a yeah, what a week for Tom Brady. Not not to say that I am. You know, I'm not saying that I'm happy that he's divorced by any means. No, you know, divorce is awful, obviously, and it ruins families, and it'll be hard for his children um, to, you know, exist in a life like that. I know plenty of people, I, I don't personally have this, but I know plenty of people that have divorced parents or grandparents, um, and so, you know, it's not easy. It, you know, it can ruin a family. It can just ruin life for that family forever, but you know, when it comes to Tom Brady losing football games, that will never get old. That was very fun to watch yesterday. I'm not taking any victory laps because it's Tom Brady, and every time I've tried to take a victory lap on the guy, he turns around and wins the Super Bowl. So, you know, Buccaneers will still probably win the Super Bowl this year, uh, but they, right now, I mean, Tampa Bay looks really bad. (laughs) They, they, they look, well, defensively, they can't stop the run. They lost Shaq Barrett last night to a torn Achilles, so that's a big loss for them. Um, and they lost Pierre Paul, Jason Pierre Paul, in the offseason. He played against them last night with the Ravens. Um, yeah, they can't stop the run. They really can't run the ball themselves. Um, they, they can't really get anything going through the air until the game is decided. I don't think they have a good head coach at all in Todd Bowles. Ask, a Jet, ask Jets fans how they feel about Todd Bowles. They'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not surprised that he's he's uh, failing as a head coach in Tampa Bay, even with the GOAT as his quarterback. Um, but, yeah, what a game. 
last night. Lamar Jackson looked great. He's back. And uh, the Buccaneers look sad. <laughs> they look sad. Best way you could put it. Um, well, this is the picks episode. I'll try to be as brief as I can. If you're listening uh, and you you know, are taking time out of your day to listen to this, don't worry. I will get you back to whatever activity you were doing. Um, all right. So there are, let's see, one, two, three, four. I believe there's 12 games, including the Sunday night game. Uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers are the only two teams in the NFL that are on a bye week this week. Uh, everybody else is playing, so there should be actually um, 14 games. Um, f- 15 games. Yes, there's 15 games um, because 30 teams are playing. Um, all right, so the first game uh, is in Germany, uh, 9.30. Or is it London? It's in London. The Germany game is in a couple weeks. Um with Tampa Bay and Seattle. So in London, this uh, Sunday morning, our time at 9.30 Eastern, the Broncos and Jaguars. Um, All right, so Broncos and Jaguars. I'm going to give Jacksonville the edge here and take them minus two and a half. These bets, by the way, provided by Yahoo Sports. Um, Jacksonville, I think, is actually an underrated, solid team. They've just ran into some really sad luck. Like, they, they have had some awful end of game you know, misfortunes happened to them, even in week one against the Commanders. Uh, you can think about last week or a couple weeks ago against the Colts when they, you know, blew that game. Uh, they blew the game against the Giants. Um, you know, they they had they had a chance to potentially win the game at the gun uh, when they threw the ball to Christian Kirk down to the one-yard line and the, a tackle was made to prevent him from getting into the end zone. They've had some bad luck. I think they're a solid team. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, for all his doldrums, has become one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the NFL these last few weeks. Um, and the Denver Broncos are a mess. Um, defensively, they will be they will continue to be great. Okay, they, you know they're they're the third best defense in terms of points allowed in in the NFL this year. They've scored the fewest points in football this year. Russell Wilson's back after a week off. I, I really don't see how this game goes the way of Denver. I think the the way Denver plays is it's going to be a close game. I have a weird feeling it's going to be close. All of the Broncos games are close. They lose a lot of them. Jacksonville is in desperate need of a win to get back into the, you know, thick of things for the division, even if that feels like it's lost. And uh, I I really think this is the best opponent for them because Denver does not score points. And Jacksonville, you know, early on in the season had a nice time, you know, playing defense. They they had a great game against the Colts the first time around. They had a great game against the Chargers. Um, and the Broncos are struggling offense. And so I like Jacksonville minus two and a half. I like them to win outright uh, in London. Okay. Panthers at Falcons. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons here minus four. By the way, winner of this game is in sole possession of first place in the NFC South. That <laughs> just to let you know how that division's going, but uh, no, I'm I'm taking Atlanta. Um, they have been excellent um, against the spread this year. This is the first time they've been favored in a game. Uh, you know, Carolina. I, I don't really see lightning striking twice with PJ Walker as their quarterback uh, or Steve Wilkes as their coach. Those are two guys that are not excellent, but they, you know, they give them credit. Had a great game uh, last week against the Bucks. I still think Atlanta is more talented. They're a little more explosive on offense. And Arthur Smith is, at the moment, second-best odds to win Coach of the Year behind Brian Dable. So um, he has done a whale of a coaching job with this Falcons team that has been gutted the last couple off-seasons. But somehow they are very talented still, and they're right in the thick of things. If they win, they're 4-4, and and they're, (laughs) they're leading the division. So 
I'm going to take the Falcons here, minus four. I like them to win. Uh, all right, Chicago at Dallas. So a few of these, I you know, big spreads. I was there's three big spreads this weekend, um, and I'm going to take the underdog only for one of them, and it's going to be this one. I'm going to take the Bears plus ten at Dallas. Here's why: I think the Cowboys will win the game, but Chicago. I mean, look, you see what they did against Washington a few weeks ago. Defensively, they were stout. Okay, they only allowed one touchdown, 12 total points, and the touchdown they allowed came on a uh, muff punt. Last week against the Patriots, up against Bill Belichick, they held Bailey Zappi and company in check for the entire second half, majority of the second quarter, and offensively, they ran all over them. Now, I, I, I do think Dallas is a more talented defense than the Patriots, but the Cowboys... They they didn't pull away last week in Detroit until late in the game when, when Jared Goff and company were making all of their mistakes. I don't know how this game will go. I have a weird feeling it'll be an ugly game that Chicago will stay in through the end, and that's why I like them to cover. Um, I like the Cowboys to win the game, but I think Chicago will cover uh, and make it, make it interesting at the very least. Okay, uh, Cardinals... Or excuse me, Dolphins at Lions. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus three and a half here. The Lions are in a free fall. Uh, they don't play defense well at all. And Miami has two of the fastest receivers in the NFL, and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. And Tua has known to, has been shown to be aggressive. And they run the ball kind of well. And they got a creative head coach. They have the edge at quarterback, the edge at coach, the edge at receiver, um, and really an overwhelming edge on defense. So you know. You know, I, I think this is going to be one of those games that people will think, oh, Detroit's a sneaky underdog here. I don't see it. I know the Lions have, have played well the last couple of years at home, um, but this is a clear mismatch at coach, quarterback, receiver, defense. I like the Miami Dolphins to win the game at Detroit, and they are favored by three and a half, so I'll pick that up. Uh, Cardinals at Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings minus three and a half. How about that? Four of my first five picks, I'm picking favorites. Uh, the Vikings minus three and a half. They're the better team. They have a better off. They, so the Cardinals have not scored a touchdown in the first quarter this season. They've kicked two field goals. That's it in seven games. Um, I know DeAndre Hopkins is back, but Kyler Murray and the offense just looks a little out of sorts. They got a break playing New Orleans next week or last week uh, when you know Andy Dalton threw three interceptions, interceptions including two pick sixes in like two-minute span, uh, or that game's a competitive game against Andy Dalton. So... The Vikings, they're well-rested. I, I really like them. I think that this is the kind of game that Minnesota could come out and really dominate early, and Arizona will be chasing points the whole afternoon. I like the Vikings. All right, Raiders at Saints. I'm going to take an upset here. I like the Saints plus one and a half at home. Coming off a mini bye week, um, Andy Dalton remains the starter, but you know, I just got done talking about his turnovers, but Andy Dalton, for all his turnovers, threw for over 350 yards and four touchdowns last week against the uh, Cardinals. You know, he moves the offense. Uh, it's a very injury-prone offense. Chris Olave has been very consistent, however, and Alvin Kamara is still in the lineup. He's healthier. Um, yeah, and the Raiders defensively have sort of been a mess. They have some, have had some tough luck in certain games, uh, but their only wins this year have come against Denver, who stinks at home, and then they beat the Texans, and they needed a fourth quarter comeback to beat Houston, the only team that has one win this year. I like the Saints in this one to get back on track, and I like them plus one and a half at home. 
All right, Patriots at Jets, taking the Jets plus two and a half. They're riding hot, four-game winning streak. They had a problem. They solved it. Brees Hall went down with a torn ACL. They go trade for James Robinson and New England. Very, very vulnerable against the run. You saw it against the uh, Bears last week. They really made an effort to stop Cleveland. That's why those numbers don't look as good a few weeks ago. But the Jets run the ball very well, and that opens up the passing game. Zach Wilson's going to have to throw a touchdown eventually if he's you know, a real NFL quarterback. Um, the Jets are at home. The Patriots are reeling. They, you know, Their quarterback, if they're going to start Mac Jones, but this year Mac Jones has thrown two touchdown passes to six interceptions. <laughs> you know, that he's a lot more turnover prone this year than even Zach Wilson is. So I like the Jets in this spot, plus two and a half. I don't know why they're underdogs at home against a team that they have three, uh, two more wins then. Uh, but, you know, it's the Patriots, it's the Jets. Belichick has success against young quarterbacks, but I like the Jets in this spot. All right, uh, Steelers at Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles minus ten and a half at home. The Steelers are kind of a mess offensively. They're starting a rookie quarterback. It's growing pains. It's not about winning this year for them, and Philadelphia is the best first-half team in the NFL. The Steelers are going to be chasing points the whole afternoon. Titans at Texans. I'm going to take the Titans minus three right there. Um, surprised the line is that low uh, that I can get the Titans at only three um, favored by a field goal on the road, but I'll take them. The Texans, you know, they run the ball well. They throw the ball around a little bit well but when, when the game's out of hand, so garbage time. Uh, they don't really do a lot well as a unit, as a team. And Tennessee, they're just one of those teams, you can't explain it. They control the game with efficient passing and, and running the football effectively with Derrick Henry. Tennessee wins this one. San Francisco at the Rams, um, taking the Rams minus one and a half over the 49ers. The 49ers are banged up. They may not have Debo Samuel. They may not have uh, Greenlaw, one of their linebackers. I don't think one of their old linemen is going to be ready for this game. Um, And Christian McCaffrey is still learning and integrating into the offense. Uh, And Debo Samuel will probably not play. didn't practice all week. That's a big loss for them. Okay, That that takes a whole dimension of their game away. and the Rams are desperate for a clean win, okay? They've got San Francisco this week. They sort of have an easier opponent against the Buccaneers. I can't believe I'm saying that. Next week, uh, I don't know if they'll be looking ahead to Tom Brady in a week from now who will have extra rest, but the Rams have been desperate for some good wins. They, you know, they're going to eventually get Van Jefferson back. I, I like the Rams here. They've, they've let the 49ers push them around enough, um, and I like the Rams in that spot to win. All right. Uh, Commanders at Colts. This is a very. This is actually the most interesting one for me. I went back and forth, even as a Commanders fan, but I am taking Washington plus three. Sam Ellinger making his first career start. I don't know. I mean, it's it doesn't feel right to me to pick Sam. It doesn't feel right that even at home, Sam Ellinger should be a favorite, especially against a Commanders team that's won a couple in a row that just beat Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that just held Justin Fields and that offense that all of a sudden looks really well coached to seven points a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about this line, but the Commanders are magic with Taylor Heineke. They're facing a quarterback who's never started a game before, a team that basically, you know, they're not going to say it publicly, but they've pretty much quit on the season by taking Matt Ryan out. The O-line stinks. Uh, you know, Shaquille Leonard is back, but he's on a pitch count. They have really little depth at wide receiver. Um, maybe Sam Ellinger will be more of a Taylor Heineke like quarterback, uh, move the pocket a little bit and that can be nothing but good news for the Colts. But I still, I don't know. I, I just, I like the commanders in this spot to win the game and, uh, win in cover, of course. 
All right, Giants at Seahawks. I'm taking Seattle minus three. Seattle controls games very well. It'll be a close game as they always are with the Giants, but um, their luck has to run out at some point. I mean, it's they've won all these one-possession games. They can't win all of these. <laughs> and Geno Smith is playing better than Daniel Jones. I don't care what you say, but Geno Smith is... He's the third highest passer rating in the NFL. He's got the highest completion percentage in the NFL. Incredibly efficient. Um, All right, Packers at Bills. Last one. This is the Sunday night game. I am taking Buffalo minus 10.5 to crush Green Bay at home. The Bills are the Mike Tyson of the NFL. They'll knock you out in Green Bay. The only reason they haven't really been knocked out the last few weeks is because the teams they've played aren't, aren't really great, but they still haven't played well. But they, you know, the other team has not played well enough either to keep the Packers in the game. Buffalo is not going to be that kind of opponent. You can run all over Green Bay. You can throw the ball over the top on Green Bay. Um, you, you know, defensively, the Bills are stout, one of the best defenses in the NFL, and the they, the Packers don't have any receivers that demand double coverage. So this could be a very long day for Aaron Rodgers and company. When it rains, it pours with Rodgers, and I really do think Buffalo is going to onslaught them at some point. I like the Bills to crush Green Bay. All right, in recap, Packer, uh, I like the Jags minus 2.5 at home against the Broncos, well, in London. Uh, Falcons minus 4 at home against Carolina. Bears plus 10 at Dallas. Dolphins minus 3.5 at Detroit. Vikings at home minus 3.5 over Arizona. Saints plus 1.5 against the Raiders. Jets plus two and a half against the Patriots. Eagles minus ten and a half at home against the Steelers. Tennessee minus three at Houston. Rams minus one and a half at home against uh, San Francisco. I like the Commanders plus three at Indianapolis. The Seahawks minus three against the Giants. And the Bills minus ten and a half against the Packers. We'll see how we'll do. I'm 40, 35, and three on the season. Let's keep it up. Uh, another great weekend of football is coming your way. The World Series begins tonight. Phillies and, Ast- Phillies and Astros. Um, game one in Houston. Um, I think that'll be Zach Wheeler versus Justin Verlander. Two excellent pitchers. Um, see if Verlander can get his first World Series victory as a piece of his third World Series, never had a win. Uh, and so, anyway, a lot of fun sports this weekend. Have a great weekend watching sports. We'll see you Monday. Uh, be closely following my picks. You can pick what I did uh, based on my uh, analysis if you want to or don't doesn't matter to me. Uh, We'll see you Monday. This has been the Jadava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. Have a great weekend.